who can't get boosted uh, after contracting COVID. Um, the reason that they can't get boosted because you need a, the recommendation is that you have a 12 week or three month stand down. And there's a story last night on One News uh, about a nurse who's frank, is working without pay. And the work exemptions, uh, there's a medical exemption you can get, but it's taking far too long. And so we're left with a, an absence of nurses and some having to look after themselves because they've got no pay coming in. So joining us now is Kerry Nuku. She is the Kaifaka Haere. Um, I think that means uh, that is the, the title that's tied in with the co-leader of the New Zealand Nurses Organisation. And Kerry joins me now. G'day, Kerry. G'day. Kia ora. Kia ora. Um, it's, uh, just quickly, is Kaifaka Haere, is that, the, um, is that another way of describing your leadership role at the New Zealand Nurses Organisation? That's right. So we have two presidents for the organisation, and I'm one of them, Kaifaka Haere and the president. Oh, well, welcome. Now, this looks this story last night, um, it looks crazy that we're losing nurses because of bureaucracy. How bad is it? Um, it's significant, and I guess in the life of that nurse that has been without pay for seven weeks, that's hugely significant. Now, in terms of numbers, if that's what you're asking, yeah. that's another problem that we're not clear about how many nurses are affected in this way. Is this because of um, absence of information from the ministry or just trouble gathering your information from your members? I think it's um, certainly trouble or concerns with the reporting of that data and information from the Ministry of Health and all along the COVID journey we've unfortunately had had problems with the transparency of data and information accessibility. Sorry, it just floors me again that we're talking about transparency. How long has this particular issue in transparency been going on? I guess that's the difficulty. So we know that when the mandate came in, when the order came in, um, we knew that there were going to be some nurses that are affected. And as you know, that immediately nurses that weren't going to be um, vaccinated were stood down. So that was hugely significant for many nurses. And we were working through a process of dealing with them. But then with this, um, this order... I think this is the first time we've really come to light the problems with this. So just um, to be issue. just to be specific, the order now is that you must be boosted um, to carry on working. That's right. Vaccination mandate says that you have your two shots, and within 183 days from your last shot, then you have the booster, and that's what the, gov- the government says that a nurse is, is, is fully mandated or fully vaccinated. That's the standard. Okay. If you forgive me, for I'm going to play devil's advocate. Is it mm-hmm. in any way the nurse's fault that they didn't get vaccinated or boosted earlier and so they have found themselves in this situation because they've been hesitant? No, not at all. So that you have a period of time that you have to wait. If, unfortunately, within that period of time that you're waiting to get uh, uh, to be able to be vaccinated with the booster shot... Mm. If unfortunately you got uh, COVID in that time, which is what's happened to many of these nurses in that situation, then you're no longer able to get uh, the booster for three months. What communications have you had with the ministry? Because I know that there's a medical exemptions um, procedure to be exempted. What communications have you had with them about the speed of this process and also just, come on, let's get people back to work? I guess this, um, and I, I don't mean to go backwards to come forwards to answer your question, but this is a concern with many of the health orders that have been put in place, that the practicalities and the conversations and the consultation with nurses, we've not been at the table 
these health orders have been handed down and we've been a, um, a victim of it consequences. So this particular issue that we're dealing with right now, we've, um, until it came to light, we did not uh, believe that there was a significant problem with the turnaround um, and the timeliness of getting health professionals exempt. Certainly, um, I know in the primary care sector, this process has happened pretty seamlessly, yeah. and uh, the GPs have got onto it, and the nurse and they've been returned to work, and there's not been any system kind of delays. But this is really significant when you've got nurses working in critical ICU places that have been stood down for not just 10 days, but actually seven weeks. That's hugely an impact on the nurse themselves. Would this have been avoided if the ministry, I'm not sure what, what consultancy panels they have, but would this have been avoided if they simply had one or two nursing representatives there to point out the realities? Yeah, I absolutely fully support that. I mean, a lot, as I said, along the way, we've had um, experts make their decisions for nurses without nurses being at the table to look at the practical solutions and therefore put these types of mechanisms in place to, to monitor and, sh- and ensure that there's a timely response. Uh, COVID and the vaccination mandates goes across DHBs, primary care, aged care, and we've got nurse representation that could have gone across the whole sector and therefore been able to work out a, a seamless kind of mechanism across the sector. And this was a huge failure. So how can we fix this problem? Uh, because in my naive way, I think that you simply need um, the Director General of Health to create some some exception if you have been, if you've caught COVID, simply it should be a tick of a box, shouldn't it? Well, we still support the mandating approach that the Ministry of Health is taking. Mm. However, in situations like this, and we know that there's a huge number that are coming up that are going to be um, needing to have shown that they've had the booster shot, there has to be a prioritisation within the Ministry of Health for the Director General, any health professionals, it's immediately put in under the eyes of the Director General to sign off so that there is a, a time that it's not uh, causing delays. And then we need to make sure that there is some really strict timeframes around what how quickly we'd expect that process to have been turned over. Yeah. DHBs need to take responsibility for how they monitor and how quickly they move this through the process. And um, as you know, a part of that report said the nurse has to make an appointment with the doctor. That in itself causes delays at the moment to get an appointment with the doctor can take days. Mm. So the DHBs have to work out a mechanism where the nurses can be seen in a prompt way and, and streamline that process. And therefore, if we've got a process of prioritisation at the Ministry of Health, we shouldn't see these types of delays. But yeah. also we've got to monitor... Who else is sitting out there waiting five, six, seven days and still without pay? So the DHBs and the Ministry of Health need to take responsibility for how many nurses are currently being impacted by these delays. So have you had any recent conversations with either um, lead officials at the Ministry or the Minister, dare I say? No, we haven't, but I'm sure we're about to have those conversations. (laughs) Have you been trying to have conversations with them? Well, until this is significant to this came to light, yeah. unfortunately, we weren't um, aware of, uh, as I say, the degree of impact that this was having on nurses. 
Well, uh, good luck. And, you know, fingers crossed, a little bit of a spotlight on this uh, helps you um, find a solution to this. Kerry Nuku, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, you can text if you've got a response to that on uh, 9292. You know, the, the thing that triggered me straight away with that was just the issue of transparency and not having this information available and not having nurses at the table when it comes to this sort of stuff. And now, we, as we had, we had that story of that uh, ICU nurse who'd been stood down without pay for many weeks. But hopefully we'll find a, uh, a solution to that um, sooner rather than later.